good afternoon or good evening and happy happy new year this is actually uh january 1st that i'm recording this podcast um and what a blessing to have made it through 2016 through uh to 2017 because uh, look uh, so many of us had such a rough year last year some had great years but a lot of people had a rough year in 2016 and we were glad to see it go and so happy to see this first day of 2017 so uh cheers and congratulations and hopefully we are all ready um and uh, uh aligned and focused on making this the greatest year ever And with that, I have to confess to you that I hadn't planned on recording today. Um, This was supposed to be a vacation day uh, for me, but I'm actually in the studio recording. It's actually after 9 p.m. tonight, and I'm recording with myself, no guests tonight, um, because so many of my listeners, uh, so many followers have asked me to respond to uh, a couple of videos that have gone viral in the past couple of days and I waited um, before I did because I really wanted to see what the outcome was going to be to see what was going to um, be the end um, uh, the end result of uh, w- what's happened in the last couple of days and the two videos that I'm, I'm going to be responding to are first the video that surfaced with Dr. Umar Johnson who I've referenced on the show several times. I have quoted, I have defended um, several times on the show, um, who I think um, has done some great work in reference to um, Pan-Africanism and moving the African-American community, actually the uh, African um, diaspora, the Pan-Africanist diaspora forward. I think he's done some great work um, in the past. Um, there was an incident, however, that uh, happened uh, in the last couple of days that um, <sighs> unfortunately we're going to have to talk about tonight. And also, I was also asked to respond to a video that gospel singer Kim Burrell posted. Uh, and initially, I-, I was not even clear why anybody would care what I think about anything Kim Burrell did or said because I- I've never referred to Kim Burrell at all on the show and so it wasn't clear to me initially why anyone wanted me to respond but it was explained to me and once I saw the video I understood um, she made some statements about the homosexual community and because that subject has come up several times on the show folks were asking me what I thought so you're gonna find out in a minute anyway let's get started with uh, Dr. Umar Johnson Uh, Dr. Umar Johnson um, uh, somewhere around December 28th-ish, uh, posted a video that was a response video to what he calls, um, uh, what he says were attacks from a gentleman named Sarah Sutinsetti. Um, it looks like Sarah, but he pronounces it Sarah Sutinsetti, who is part of the quote-unquote uh, conscious community, um, which is a pro-black community, and I hope that... Um, that if you're listening to my podcast and if you've heard it before, you understand that pro-black is not anti other races. It is just about 
the forward movement of the, the, the black community in terms of education, in terms of economics, uh, in, in, in terms of uh, several things. Um, uh, at least that's what it's supposed to be, a collective consciousness forward movement. And this gentleman is uh, a part of that community. I'm not sure if his ideology is, is, is wrapped in pan-Africanism or another uh, pro-black ideology, but he's a gentleman out of uh, Detroit who, I, I have to be very honest, I'd never heard of prior to this. And when I did finally watch some of his videos, I, I would have to say for me, he's not someone I would necessarily pay attention to or listen to. Um, not my cup of tea for a number of reasons. Don't need to go into why, it, it doesn't even matter. Um, we, we just pick and choose what we prefer and uh, uh, Mr. Seti just, you know, for whatever reason. Anyway, so Dr. Umar is responding in a video to Sutton Seti, Sarah Sutton Seti. So this video that uh, Dr. Johnson posted, it's 45 minutes long and for the first three minutes, he's able to <laughs> articulate uh, and talk about his um, where he's going to be some uh, the fact that he was just I think even in Baltimore in my town and uh, some other location he talks about that and then three minutes in it goes left um, there is it is just vitriol anger rage it is just but it is it is bananas um, it is it is it is so um, it, it is so anger filled that actually I, I, I said this to several people after I looked at it that it didn't even look like uh, Umar Johnson. It looked he, he there's his face almost looks mass. He is so filled with rage. It almost looks he almost looks demonic. I, I will say this. So, um, you know, in this exchange, he is quote unquote defending himself, but he's using um, the N word. Um, he's invoking colorism by calling this gentleman an albino on a cracker and speaking to his lack of melan uh, melanation, which was, it was just horrendous to watch because I, I don't know where in the context of responding to a personal attack, he thought it would be okay to invoke colorism in his argument or in his response back. I, I just was really perplexed by this. And let me just say, folks asked me, was I, was, was, I, was I embarrassed because I had supported Dr. Johnson? No, I'm not embarrassed. And no, I'm not here to take back the support that I gave him um, in prior episodes of the show because the, the, uh, the information and the issues um, uh, that I defended um, Dr. Johnson in reference to were, were cogent. Um, he was in complete alignment. Um, the information he gave was researchable. It was correct. And so no. So let me answer that very quickly. I'm not here to apologize for supporting Dr. Umar Johnson in the past. I am not supporting what happened in this video, this response to Sarah Sutton-Setti. However, I am not in any way responding, excuse me, um, defending this. Um, there were things that were said in the video that to me didn't make sense. They were totally out of line with what the message has been from Dr. Johnson in the past. And so, no, I don't defend it. Um, uh, 
again, it was 45 minutes of just name calling, vulgarity, um, a lot of ego involved in the video, uh, even some even some actual chest pumping, um, chest beating of the chest. So I, I what it looks li looks like in the video is that perhaps Dr. Johnson, who who admits in the video that he's been a loner and he rolls solo and that he's done a lot of the work on his own, meaning he hasn't had a team um, that he uh, refers to. I, I have to wonder um, if that video came out of the stress of trying to carry the weight of being a leader in this movement. Um, I think it, 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 it is, um, uh, a thankless job to try to be a leader in a, a movement like this because it requires so much unlearning of the people that you're trying to help build with. And um, it requires when you're in the public eye that you maintain a certain amount of integrity above what is expected of you, the, the average person. And I think that that's very hard to do. And I think that there's a lot of stress with that. And I think it is, it is um, not a smart idea to roll solo in something, in, in, a, in an effort this large. So that's what it looks like is happening. It looks like a breakdown. In, in all honesty, it looks like a breakdown. Um, yeah, in the, in the, in the, and, and no, I don't support what was said in the video. And to go further, there was an apology. There was an apology that was made um, by Dr. Johnson. Um, I think it was two days later uh, when he actually went to Detroit. When, now keep in mind, Detroit is the town where Sarah, Sarah Seti actually lives and functions out of. And he had challenged uh, uh, Mr. Seti in the, the initial video to a debate, a three-question debate, seven minutes apiece. I mean, this, you, you know, it got real ego-driven. To me, even to call a debate seemed very ego-driven, even though calling a debate would have answered um, the ideology uh, of each, each gentleman and, and what the work had been, what their work had been. So that was kind of his reason for doing it. So uh, Mr. Seti didn't show up. Um, obviously, Dr. Umar did. And seemingly from the from the little bit of video that I was able to see had a successful lecture in Detroit sans uh, uh, Sarah Seti but what was really confusing to me is that when he apologized he saved the apology to the very end the apology is less than a minute long he apologizes to the elders um, and, and I don't know who he's referencing as the elders there, there was some talk about a call for an elders meeting in the first video about he called the uh, he called the meeting of the elders which actually was somehow ticked off the whole argument in the first place so uh, who are these elders I, I, is that is this like a uh, Dick Gregory I mean or in um, uh, 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 um, uh, Dr. West is that is that who you, I don't I don't know who he's calling into um, this elders meeting but anyway so he apologizes to the elders um, for about a minute there's an apology and then he quickly segues into a joke about the memes um, that people made. He really made a joke about it, kind of really diverted the energy from the apology to kind of making jokes. And people kind of went along with that. I found that um, 
unusual. Um, I found it a bit insincere, um, but the audience seemed to accept it. So who am I to question what was okay for the audience? Um, and then there was another um, apology video that was made later uh, that evening, I think, or the or maybe it was made yesterday. I think it was made yesterday, New Year's Eve. So I got really excited when I heard there was another apology video because I'm thinking, wow, okay, this is where he's really going to speak to the issues, the, the real issues and really apologize and speak to really what happened. Um, in the first video, the angry video. So that didn't happen. Uh, um, <laughs> what happened was again, um, Dr. Umar decide, decided to um, apologize to the elders first, to the children. He said he received uh, quite a few texts and, and phone calls, and I can believe that. I know that uh, um, in the text conversations that I've had with him, it's, you know, he's getting a million text messages. And we, we've, it's not like we're talking all the time. We've had uh, a conversation about the school and a conversation about him actually coming and doing the show, which he has not done, by the way, you were invited. Um, and uh, we also talked about um, a school location here in Baltimore. So I don't know where the school's gonna wind up being. And he also apologized to the supporters. Very quickly, in that video, it, it again starts to take a left turn when he starts talking about who he's not apologizing to. He's not apologizing to um, who, the folks who he calls the trolls, who took his video and, um, and, and um, circulated it, who made memes, who took clips from it. And I, I, I you know, I, I watched it and I thought, oh my God, this, the, the nerve, you know, Dr. Johnson, and I'm gonna speak directly to you. For those of us who have supported you, um, it is appalling to me that you made a video where you say you're taking responsibility and then you go on to castigate folks who took the video and and resurface it and discussed it um you know um you blame the black media for not supporting you you talk about the black media using this opportunity as a way to sell their work their i guess their their blogs or their I don't know if you sell blogs or you sell, I guess you sell time on the blogs or you sell magazines or what are you, I don't know that you've ever made a cover of a magazine. So I, I don't, I don't know where that came from. That, that sounded a bit like ego. Um, and you never addressed um, the folks who I think were really hurt. And I, uh, in, 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 in your video, you spoke to, again, people, you started a, a light skin, dark skin um, conversation. You invoked colorism in your first video, and that really should have been addressed. I think it is really irresponsible when we speak to people who have issues that they cannot help, um, and we use them as bait um, in arguments, as we, we use them as ways to, uh, their, their, def, their deficit or, or their, uh, uh, dis uh, I don't wanna call it, I don't even wanna call it albinism or even um, someone being a little person, a disability, but their, can I use this, can I say disadvantage? I hope that that doesn't offend anyone. As a way 
to uh, criticize or to punish or to, to, uh, to attack someone else. I just thought that was really irresponsible and I had hoped and prayed that you were going to address those things. You owe an apology to folks with albinism and you owe uh, an apology to people who have dwarfism and, and who, uh, or, or who are, who are this, any kind of syndrome that causes them to be little people. Um, you never said also, you, you agreed that you could have made a better choice, but there was never in the apology video a reason for why you chose the verbally violent route that you went um, to address the issues with um, Sudan Seti. Um, it's one thing to say you could have made a different choice, but you made a different, you, you made a, a violent choice, a verbally violent choice, and you didn't explain why. And I think that some of us would really like to know why you decided to go that route. What, you know, you, you said yourself you had a right to defend yourself, and you, if you felt like you were attacked, you certainly do. But that choice, some, for someone who's as eloquent and as intelligent, and who, who is generally very aligned as you, it makes no sense. And so you leave it to those of us who are watching you to assume things about you. Now, it's not necessarily negative. I, I, I think that um, to say someone may be under stress or to say someone um, may be in the throes of, um, or maybe at a breaking point, is not to discount or dismiss them or to criticize them, but to say, look, you're human and we see something very human possibly happening with you. Um, because I, I, I can't see of any other reason that would have happened in that way. And for you to come and to apologize and in your apology to begin the apology by addressing and taking responsibility and then castigating um, folks for um, uh, circulating the video, it made, made no sense. Also, there was a, a, a statement that uh, you made, Dr. Johnson, in the apology video, where you said you thought you shouldn't have had to respond to the video because of your previous work, that we, or the people who have supported you, should have done it for you? Where, where, I, where do you, where, where does one get the nerve to put the responsibility of their defense on someone else? I'm, I'm, I, the supporters are supposed, I and people who support you are supposed to defend you automatically because you've done great things in the past. I am the first one to say you've, you've, you've given great information. You have been eloquent and on time. You've had receipts in the past, but that does not put an additional responsibility on me to continue to defend you when you look like you're going left and when it looks like there's no real answer for why it is happening. So I, I thought that that was particularly arrogant. Um, and there was also a comment about why people who don't like you share their information. Well, if, if a person doesn't agree with your ideology and you give them uh, if you give them the ammunition to explain or to prove a point that they think that they were making about you, well, of course they're gonna share the video. That's only logical. If I think that 
someone is uh, left of center, or if I think someone is wrong in their ideology, if I think someone is disingenuous and they give me ammunition, yeah, yeah, I'm going to point to that. I'm going to use that. Anyone, anyone would do that. I, well, most people will do that. They, 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 find the, they find the weak spot. They find something that uh, suits their explanation or their perception of you, and they point to that. That wasn't unusual. So I, I, some of the things that you were saying in the video made no sense. And it also seemed a bit um, like manipulation. Um, so I really, you know, I'm disappointed, I have to say overall, in what I'm seeing from Dr. Johnson. Um, that is my answer. Now, I think that what people are looking for me to do is to say that I am totally denouncing uh, Dr. Johnson's work. Well, I can't do that because some of the work has been beneficial um, and may still be in the future. Um, what I will say is that um, I'm probably going to be more careful in the choosing of how I, I personally invoke Dr. Johnson's name in further podcasts, um, because I don't think this is over. I, I don't think this is over. I, I, I think that there's more that we're gonna see. And what we see in the future is really for me going to determine how I move forward in uh, my support of Dr. Johnson. Um, you know, there are some things that I still find very disturbing. Um, on the in the apology video, there was still the use of the the N word, and there was the use of the word hotep, which is always confuses me from the conscious community when they use the word hotep, which is a word that means peace. Um, um, in the in these uh, in the comedic language, and they use it as a pejorative. Um, it's it's really an, as irresponsible as in, as when we see uh, people of the African and African American race embracing the N word as a positive. It, it's it's perplexing to me. So my answer to this is that I I, I, I am still taken aback. Um, um, am I ready to denounce fully denounce uh, Dr. Johnson? No. I'm going to be watching to see what happens in the future and I am going to address it again and I will because you guys are going to call me out on it. Um, my suggestion to Dr. Johnson, since I can suggest, is that um, rolling solo is not a great idea. Rolling solo um, may not be the way you're going to get to fulfill your dream of building this school and the way that you continue to fulfill any kind of leadership role in the conscious community. Um, it might be time for a mentor. Um, I don't know who these elders are that you speak of, but maybe an elder needs to become a mentor for you. It also is high time, high time honestly for a publicist. I think that for people in the public eye, you need somebody that's going to pull you you need a you not a, not the people that hang around you not the people who are always going to support you and not, not the yes people but you need a publicist and a good publicist is going to pull your card is going to pull your pull your card when your card needs to be pulled and is going to be able to help you do damage control i think it really is high time um that you get a publicist and i think you need a woman publicist i think that um 
that that masculine energy that you exude needs a strong feminine balance to help you balance out um, your your thoughts and your perspective. Um, yeah, I, and I I think you need to remember because I think that you've said it yourself that spiritual women raise the spiritual frequency of men. And uh, yeah, Dr. Johnson, I think you need that in your life. I'm not talking to your personal life because I don't know what's going on in your personal life. Um, but from your professional and your public life, a mentor and a publicist and a prayer team might be needed. So that is that. That's all I can say on that. I, I am still disappointed. Um, yeah, so we'll see. <sighs> and here we go to the next subject and the next person, Kim Burrell. Um, I just want to say this. Um, again, I, I've never spoken to or about Kim Burrell on my show before. And part of the reason for that is that um, I, I'm, I'm not, uh, how do I say, it's not that I'm not a fan. It's that Kim Burrell is a phenomenal vocalist. Let me just say that. She's a phenomenal vocalist. I recognize that. Just... Um, not someone that I've paid a whole lot of attention to, some attention to. And so this we're going to get into because there's, there's, a, there's a lot here. So, oh, okay. So Kim Burrell, who is a gospel singer and a preacher, obviously a minister, a preacher, recently um, somewhere. So the, the incident with Umar uh, Johnson happened about the 28th. I think that the incident with Kim Burrell happened probably on the same day. So that that might have just been a crazy. I, I need to go back and look at the charts with something in retrograde or something on that day because it seems like folks went completely bananas. But anyway, so she does a, a, a sermon. And what's interesting, let me let me just say this. The part of the sermon that circulated that went viral is only two minutes. Now we know good and well, very few ministers get up and only preach for two minutes. So I'm curious, I, I cannot help but be curious as to why only these two minutes of her sermon went viral. Um, I don't think that's by accident. And I think that everyone who has looked at that video and felt any kind of way positively or negatively about it needs to wonder and to notice um, that that is the only part of that sermon that is circulated. And in the part that went viral, Kim Burrell is talking about homosexuality. Oh boy, there's so much to say about this and I didn't plan on being on this mic for very long. Okay, so she's talking about homosexuality and she is calling the spirit perverted. Um, and w w which is, let me just say, um, for the church is not an unusual thing. The church, many churches, not all churches, feel that homosexuality is a sin. Now, um, my personal belief about that has, I have never spoken to the sin of homosexuality. So when folks were asking what I felt about it, I think they thought I was going to be in agreement with that. I don't really speak to the sin of it. I, I speak to, or I have spoken to what I believe is the natural nature um, and whether I believe for specifically, because folks are not going to like this, whether I thought it was natural necessarily to African-American people, and I've, I've thought not. But 
I am not in agreement with what Kim Burrell said because I, I think there is a way to have an opinion about something and not damning folks to hell and to death. And that seems to be what was that. She didn't put you in hell, but what she said is if you play with God in the homosexual spirit, I'm paraphrasing that in 2017, you're going to end up dead. Uh, you know, uh, with that, again, there are there are uh, many, many folks in in Christianity and in churches that, again, believe that homosexuality is a sin. Um, and so when I was reading the responses to what she was saying, a lot of the gay community spoke out and said that the homophobia in the church is the reason why they left Christianity. And I'm going to call you out and say that a lot of the folks who have said that are not telling the truth. Homophobia is not why you left the church, because in this day and age, there are plenty of inclusive churches. There are plenty of places that you can go and worship and be fully accepted. In fact, on this show, we had a gay minister on the show who came and spoke. So if you don't go to church, it is not because of homophobia, because there are places that, look, Oprah's had several gay ministers on, on that Fix My Life church. So there are churches in places that accept homo, homosexuality in the church. I think that people want to use that as an excuse. And I'm going to get back to Kim Burrell, but I think people want to use that as an excuse for not practicing any kind of spirituality. Because what's interesting is that the people that say that don't practice any kind of spirituality. Well, what about Buddhism? Um, have you looked at the Baha'i faith? What about becoming a Muslim? I mean, there, there are other faiths besides Christianity. And within uh, Christianity, there are sects and different religions within, right? within Christianity that accept homosexuality and gay folks in. So please folks, stop stop using the Kimberell incident to say this is why you don't go to church because that is not true. Um, getting back to Kimberell, the other thing that I found interesting is that there was, there's this whole talk about hate speech and God doesn't like hate speech, but the response to her was so hateful. And, 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 and let me go back before I talk about the response to Kimberell. One of the places that I do remember seeing Kim Burrell was on the gospel show on BT called Sunday Best, which was a vocal competition show. And the few times that I did see the show and the few times that I did see her and some of the other judges on there, they were brutal. They were brutal. They were cruel um, and unsympathetic, unempathetic with the vocalists. And what's interesting is that if you ever went to you if you've ever gone to YouTube and you've seen the responses to that behavior a lot of the same folks who are upset now supported and and loved it loved her being shady on the show so what's interesting is that this is not about folks not liking hate speech this is about not about folks um wanting to spread love because the same people who are upset now you love shade you love shade. You love seeing people being read. You just don't like it when it's done to you. Kim Burrell is the same person that was throwing shade on that show, um, you know, who is mean sometimes. Not all, you know, I don't know if she was that way all the time, but a few times I saw it, yeah, she was. So you loved it then. You just don't like it now because it's turned on you. So we got to be real honest about what an issue like this brings out in people. 
because now what I'm seeing in response again to what she said is a lot of misogyny coming from both straight and the straight and gay community, um, body shaming. Um, so we're talking about her weight. Um, we're talking about her looks. I mean, those, those things, she doesn't look any different than when you were a fan, her weight didn't change in that time. So all of that was there on the surface. Obviously you thought it before, so it's no different. Um, the issue here becomes also about what is the issue? Is the issue that she said it or that she called it a sin? Because I've also read responses where folks are saying, well, why don't you call out other sins, you know, and not just, you know, our gay sins. Well, what, here, here's the deal. If you've ever gone to church, what no pastor is going to talk about all of the sins in one, in one sermon. They're going to, they, they generally pick a few, a few, few topics to talk about, and that's what they go for. So it's hard to really know with a two minute video, what the whole context of her sermon was. We know specifically from those two minutes that she did address the LGBT, the gay, SGL, same gender, whatever, however she phrased it, the homosexual community in this video. I don't know if she talked to other sins and neither do you. So, you know, that argument, it was kind of weak. Why doesn't she talk to other sins? Well, maybe she did. So is the issue here for people? Because I'm, I'm, I, you know, again, I don't support what she said, but I'm also very confused about the responses I'm seeing. Are you mad that she said it? Are you mad the way she said it? Um, are you mad at Christianity? Because here, if you notice by the responses she has, a lot of people support what she's saying. And I don't say that to make that right or wrong, but I'm saying, you know, people are going to have differing opinions about lifestyle and about what you do. You have to make a decision whether or not it's okay for you or not and you support their work or not. One of the things that I thought was really dangerous too about when we talk about supporting one another and being able to get along is that people were calling her out for working with Frank Ocean and going on Ellen. Well, truth be told, if Frank Ocean decided not to work with everyone who didn't agree with homosexuality, there would be very few people that he worked with. Also, you don't know how many people have gone on Ellen and have believed the same way that Kim Burrell believes because surprisingly, or not so surprisingly, a, there are a large group of people that don't agree with the lifestyle but have no problem working with people who participate in the lifestyle. Now, Kim Burrell's deal, I, you know, obviously from what you guys are saying, she's got a gay hairdresser. This is what you guys are saying. I don't know, gay hairdresser, gay dresser, gay, you know, plenty of gays that work around her. I'm gonna tell you this from my conversations with the folks who have come on my show. And if you've listened to my show, a great many, I won't say how many, but a large number of the men who have come on my show are uh, identifies either, either SGL, gay, bisexual, or somewhere in that group. All of them are aware that I don't necessarily agree with the lifestyle, but all of them also understand that I'm not damning anybody to hell. And I, I you know, I, 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 
you know, I, I feel like we can agree to disagree on certain and we should be able to work together. I think it is a crazy notion for folks to talk about Kimberell working with the LGBT community and having those views. Because here's the thing, if we turn that around, it, you, so you say that L, the LGBT community shouldn't work with her, but if she decided not to work with people, you would call that discrimination. So you can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, don't, you know, don't you don't work with the gays if you don't agree with the lifestyle. And then if she did that, you'd feel discriminated against. So you, you can't, we, 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 we got to make some sense of what we're calling out here. I, I think that people are, first of all, folks, I think you're too quick. A lot of folks are too quick to respond. You're too trigger happy. You're too trigger happy. You're, you're too quick to want to get the first response or be the first one to read or give the, 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 you know, the most vulgar read. And it makes no sense. I've seen, uh, you know, several of the folks who are responding damning her to hell. Well, here's the thing about hell. If you believe in that ideology, hell requires damnation. And in order for that damnation, you've got to have a sin or you've got to have a reason for going there. So if you buy into that ideology, you kind of are in the same mindset as Kim Burrell because somebody, for some sin, for some reason, your sin has got to be big enough to go to hell. So what you're arguing is not whether or not the hell exists or, who, or that somebody's going. You're arguing about who's going to go and for what reason. She chose on, in this sermon that it's going to be the, the homosexual you guys are now talking about because she's gluttonous and I and, and I'm I'm not saying that she is I'm just saying from the stuff that I've read from from the illogical idiotic um some of the idiotic responses I read you know calling her all kinds of names and damn her to hell and again be angry with her for saying what she's saying if you don't like it don't buy her work I, you know I, I thought what she said was pretty egregious myself but you know on the uh, you know you got to look at this from a balanced perspective people who grow up in certain places in the church this is what they are taught they are taught that certain sins and homosexuality being one of those sins is one of those sins that that is higher or deeper or heavier than other ones i don't know how you church folks balance that out because i'm not talking to you from a necessarily christian perspective i didn't grow up in the church so i i you know i can't speak to that but i can speak to what i'm seeing is an insane amount of hypocrisy coming from both sides um, on this issue. Homophobia is about fear and it's about, um, it's about fear and it's about discrimination. The gay folks that have dealt with Kim Burrell, have they felt that way? I think you need to answer the people that deal with her. Have they felt discriminated by Kim Burrell? Did they feel, I mean, Frank Ocean worked with her and, a, and several of you have brought that up that she sang on Frank Ocean's song. Now he may or may not have known about her feelings, but there's a great possibility that he did. And he still worked with her. And are you gonna, are you gonna denounce him if he decides to continue working with her and some of you and here here's here's the most preposterous thing I think is that in going after Kim Burrell some of you took it on yourselves to out Pharrell I don't know if that's uh, I don't know if there's rumor if there's truth to that but the fact that some folks in the LGBT community went after Kim Burrell by making a statement in reference to Pharrell's 
sexuality. I just, that it, it's just preposterous to me. It is just preposterous. So, you know, I just, I just want all folks, I need everyone on uh, looking at this incident to really step back. What is the issue for you? What is the real issue here for you? Are you upset that she said, are you upset that she said it? Or are you upset that in some place inside of you, you believe, you believe that homosexuality is a sin and you participate in the lifestyle and that's the challenge for you. Because if that's the challenge for you, that's something you've got to resolve in yourself. She doesn't represent Christianity. She's not a representation of the whole of Christianity. And we got to stop letting people who don't agree with our lifestyles keep us from practicing the spirituality when we want to practice that. That's, that's a ridiculous idea. And it's a lazy idea, first of all. So, you know, Kim Burrell, what she said was horrible. It was horrible in that, and let me tell you why I said, I want to be specific, it was horrible because what it did was it damned folks to hell, and what it did was also call in or specify that folks were going to be killed or die in the, this new year based on their practice. I will never sign off on anything like that. Um, my beliefs don't speak to that, so if you wanted me to respond to her video because you thought that's what I was thinking, sorry, you're not going to get that here. But on the other side of the coin, on the other side of the coin, I need for folks to be clear about what they're upset about. And I need them to not play into the hands of the fears that you claim that you, you're against. You know, let's, let's, let's go to this one example. Now I'm gonna wrap this up because I can, I can rant on and on. The, the, the thing with Kim Burrell, and I was really disturbed by this, but I've been disturbed by this issue for a while and I've spoken to this before. She called out Andrew Caldwell, who was the gentleman who, who the I'm in delivered guy. I've talked to, about that issue uh, before, and I was upset f about straight, uh, straight folks' response to it and about gay folks responding to it. The first thing is that gay folks are always angry with a gay person who wants to be, for whatever reason, delivered for homosexuality. You don't have a right to tell a person that what they choose to do they feel, excuse me, that they should or should not feel uncomfortable in what they feel is their own sin, their own um, discomfort, because you don't know the reasons why they've come to that. You don't know if there's a spiritual renaissance that happens or evolution in a person that causes them to want to make a change. So when a person who practices one sexuality decides they want to come from it and do something else, stop making them feel like they've left your team or they've abandoned you and stop punishing them. I'm talking about the LGBT community. Stop doing that. And straight communities, especially the straight Christian community, will you stop acting like people can't make the change? How hypocritical it is for straight Christians to talk about, I can do all things through Christ, and then when someone decides to step up and make a change, you tell them they can't or you criticize them for it. Um, you know, I, one thing that Kimberell said was that she thought that the reason why he made it to the Kimmel show was because the enemy wants to use folks like Andrew Caldwell to embarrass the church. I'm here to tell you 
that based on some of the agenda that happens in the media, that's not completely untrue. It is not completely untrue. So part of the reason why he, he made it to Kimmel was because they, they did want to make a joke out of the fact that he had this perceptually, um, in most folks' perception, this person who was gay, you know, talking about they were delivered and he still seemed, um, quote unquote, because I hate to say that he still seemed gay, whatever the hell that means. And so, yeah, there's, there's some truth to what she said. Um, so, you know, again, looking at it from a balanced perspective, she wasn't completely wrong. Also, the Eddie Long thing about her speaking to Eddie Long, um, what she said was that no one would think that Eddie Long was suffering from AIDS or HIV if a gay man hadn't come out and exposed him. Come on, you all. Okay, what I'm going to say is her calling out Eddie Long at all was in poor taste. It was wrong for her to even mention his name in the sermon. But what she said is not a lie. Come on. When the, the picture of Eddie, Eddie Long, Bishop Eddie Long surfaced the other day, a majority of the people who responded saying he had the quote unquote package were from the LGBT community. Come on, you guys, you got to tell the truth. We got to stop acting like, you know, you, this, this faux, you know, this faux hurt and this faux indignation that you were, we're playing with. It's just, we got to tell the truth about what we're thinking and feeling. Many folks thought that what she said, she shouldn't have said it. She should, it was in poor taste for her to say it, but she did not lie about that. What she said, to be clear, was that no one would have thought necessarily it was HIV if he hadn't been associated with a man who was gay or bisexual. And you all know good and well that that is the truth. You would have gone to anything else first because that's where you would have wanted to. You would have said cancer. You would have said you would even said diabetes before HIV or AIDS, but you went to AIDS. If you look at the, the quotes and the comments under the Eddie Long pictures, if you look at what you guys are saying, and many of you have said, you did say it. So, you know, oh, I've been, you know what, this was supposed to be short. I'm going on 45 minutes of talking. And, you know, I just hope that, let me just wrap this up by saying, look, it's 2017. I think there is a way for us to express our differences, um, for us to address when we feel like we've been attacked. And there's a way to do all of these things with some decorum and some tact. And I think that what we all need to do, and maybe myself too, is that we need to stop allowing everything to trigger us. And folks, you need to step back and breathe. You need to breathe and think before you respond. Um, so much of, of what has happened um, between these two videos is just a lack of folks taking the time to think and process before they spoke. And I'm not just talking about um, Umar Johnson and Kim Burrell. Kim Burrell was actually preaching. And, and let me be clear. Let me go. Let me just say this one thing. Kim Burrell did respond back. And what she responded with was not an apology. It was a clarification of her point. So y'all, you have to take that and accept it. You don't have to like it. But she did not apologize. She never apologized. So for those of you who said her, her apology was fake, she didn't apologize. So there was nothing fake about it. She was clarifying what she thought. I'm not agreeing that I thought it was correct, but 
that is her choice and that's where she is now your choice now is to decide whether if you were a supporter whether you're going to continue to support her or not and keep it moving you have a beautiful new year in front of you enjoy the new year you know you this year hopefully is about everyone making choices for their lives about what sustains and fulfills them if listening to Kimberell continuously if you still like her if you still want to listen to her voice because she does have a phenomenal voice I mean I can't take that away. I can't take her talent away because I don't like what she said and neither can you if you want to support her continue to support her if you don't don't but continue to do what you need to do to make this year great for you make this a better year you know these the, the, these two incidents that happened in 2016 they're unfortunate for me, one of them felt more personal because of my support for, of course, Dr. Johnson. Less so with Miss um, Morell. And that's, that's not me being shady. It's just that I, I wasn't as invested uh, or really invested in Kimberell the way that I had been with Dr. Johnson. So I wish them peace for the new year. You know, I hope that um, if they need healing, if they need resolve, that they find it. And if they're happy in their stances, you know, they're, 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 uh, Dr. Umar on his stance on how he handled um, the situation with um, uh, Mr. Seti and the way he responded in terms of his quote unquote apology. Fine. Um, Kim Burrell, if you're happy with your clarification, if you're happy with the response that you're getting and you feel a move, fine. I know that for me, I'll make the decision about how to support or not support both of these folks. Ain't no, it's no thing. And it shouldn't be a thing for you all either. Okay. So I hope I didn't sound like I was ranting and raving. You know, I didn't have wine tonight. You noticed I didn't have the wine tonight. I just came on and, and talked to you guys. You asked for it. So I gave it to you. That's my two cents. Um, and I'll see you guys real soon. Okay. All right. Good morning. Good afternoon or good evening. I love you for listening. Bye.